Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast with Elisa and Jeremy. Elisa, how you doing? How's it going? A lot has happened since we last talked, Jeremy. I feel like it wasn't even that long since we talked, but we've had a very epic two weeks in between since we last talked to each other. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things have happened and we just need to... I think honestly, I think I just need to chill. <laughs> Way too much has happened. <laughs> I I feel like I need to relax. Um, on top of I work- chilled, and then now I'm back at work, and I'm like, I need to chill again because I <laughs> I want to go back on vacation. <laughs> you need a vacation from your vacation, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. went to Guatemala for a little bit. It was um I the main reason why I went to Guatemala will soon be revealed, but <gasps> the places that I visited in Guatemala were Antigua. I visited some of the volcanoes over there, and then I also went to the lake, Lake Atitlan, and I saw some Mayan temples. I had very delicious balanced food because Guatemalan food is just amazing. And even though it's like, even though the basis of Guatemalan food is just like maize, it's corn, it's just tortillas are just hit different, obviously, in Central America. <laughs> like, you can't have a tortilla like that over here in the United States. And mm. it was just absolutely, every single tortilla I had was delicious. Um, all of the vegetables, all of the fruit here is fantastic. And just all of the chicken and the barbecue is also amazing. The weather was like decent. It rained a few times and we got, I got rained out a few times, but it wasn't like too bad. It wasn't even like majority of the trip. Um, and I just had a very good time in Guatemala. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I might go back. We'll see. But, um, I might, if I go back, it will be to a different section of Guatemala um then i am visiting on my last trip but yeah that's like yeah that's pretty much majority of what's been going on with me i've been out of the country and jeremy uh this is the first time i've been out of the country since obviously um march you know before march 2020 yeah what was the process like going into guatemala so at this point they dropped all of the protocols it wasn't even that bad. I didn't have to quarantine or do anything like that. But you do have to provide a physical proof of your vaccine, which uh. which I was very much prepared to do. It actually caused a lot of controversy because it turns out that my co- my, my friend um, did not have their vaccination card or oh, no. their or a screenshot of it that we had that they had to stay in the airport and wait for their girlfriend to read you know like read the message and hope to deliver the and send an email a the vaccination card and oh thank my god thank god uh, like his partner found it too and you know because it's just like what if, you know what if what if they couldn't find it yeah. <laughs> what if she couldn't find it and but but yeah it wasn't even that bad and also i'm on global entry so for people who aren't united states listeners global entry is uh, just allow allows you to go through customs quicker when you're arriving back in the United States. 
and I didn't have to take a test. You no longer have to take a test before you enter the country as a U.S. citizen. And I, they took my image and I went through customs. It took five minutes. It was amazing. Hmm. Yeah, very smooth process. Also, there's no restrictions. So you know how Japan has restrictions with tourists? If you go to Japan right now, you right. have to do a tour. You can't do free travel. Right. So Guatemala is not like that. And um, quite a few countries aren't like that. But um, I'm hoping that as things, you know, like obviously like we're, it's not even a pandemic anymore. It's basically endemic where the COVID's kind of just becoming a flu. And hopefully as just we all get used to it and it mutates and whatever, then countries like Japan, you know, when they feel safe, hopefully reopen to more travel that's you can do free so you know you can free solo it basically without having to do a tour and whatnot because i would love because honestly the next country i would like to go back to is japan which we've talked about all the time too yeah but like i don't want to go back to japan on a tour yeah here's the thing too so there's this twitch group called offline tv and they're they're in Japan, or they went to Japan as a group, and it seemed like they didn't have a tour guide. I have no idea. I didn't really. I don't really watch their content. I just know that all of them went to Japan, um, and I was like, "How? Like, what? How is that possible? Like, maybe they had a specific tour, but if anybody knows, let me know, because I'm just like, dude, okay, is there like some loophole they had? Like, maybe, did somebody with Japanese citizenship travel with them and were able to go? Uh, because that is something that you can do. Like, you can say like, "Oh, I have True. relatives there," or if you have a uh, if you have dual citizenship, you can be like, "Yeah, let me just use my passport and take my friends." I'm not sure exactly, but I would like to know. And if the answer is because they're famous and they're rich, then well, that kind of sigh. <laughs> Your boy can't really go there because of that. <laughs> Unless y'all blow up the podcast and Elise and I somehow become super famous and rich overnight, and she and I can go to Japan for free, that'd be cool. But yes. other than that, you know, I would literally like to know how they they went to Japan. Yeah, um, that'd be now, interesting. I have I haven't done enough research to test this out. There is a loophole that I heard my friend talk about and the loophole is booking a tour but through a travel agency and so that you can create a custom tour Mm. now i i haven't looked into it to confirm if that's true or if it has any legs um something worth looking into and i also know that the whole japanese citizen you have a relative thing is true because i do have a friend who is whose grandma is Japanese and lives in Japan and they're visiting her in December and there's no problems. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So just curious to see, you know, how all this happens and what we can do oh. next. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, but that's cool that you went to Guatemala and that you had a great time and, get some good food man i would i would love to get some food down there that sounds amazing yeah i know it like the food was just really um it was very balanced i felt every time i had a meal in guatemala i was eating a protein i was eating a carb Mm. i was eating a vegetable and a fruit every single meal and i felt i honestly felt really good (laughs) that's amazing that's great i I felt so good after every meal you know i felt very energized and balanced it was fantastic that's so good to hear wow yeah 
I, you know, I haven't posted pictures on my Instagram yet. Um, honestly, it's just because I haven't even really processed like a lot or like sorted through a lot of my pictures, but I will soon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see some food if you can share those. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I'll post something. I'll post something like in the next few weeks or so after I do some sorting. So sweet. Yes. But that is my major update. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Work has been super busy as always. I feel like I've been picking up more projects. Um, uh, but other than that, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like life just is so tumultuous sometimes and things <laughs> things just get crazy. Like all good things, but yes. it just feels like I don't have any time anymore. Like the only times I ever get to play video games are when I'm streaming or just like when I have a free moment. But other than that, I feel like my social life and work takes up most of my time. But And and honestly yeah, I, it makes sense because we just kind of got out of a big quarantine for the last year and a half. So a lot of us were trying to overcompensate for including myself. I'm trying to make up for a lot of the years that I've missed. Or not even years, sorry. I say years like it was so long, Jeremy, but really it was only mm. a year and a half where we were stuck. But you know, but like we're all at this point we're all trying to catch up. It's it's just been like we're all what is, how do I, how do I explain this like we're all itching to do something or go somewhere I feel and yes absolutely because we've been and, missing out <laughs> yeah and literally at the beginning of this year I was like okay this is the year where I'm just gonna travel I'm just gonna do shit I'm just gonna like do anything I want and like because like you know we turned thirty so I was like this is gonna be the year where I just get to do everything I want so I can like celebrate kind of but also just like scratch that itch that I've always wanted to and. That's why, I, like, at the beginning of the year, I went to L.A. for a friend's birthday. Then I went to Hawaii twice in a couple months for one to help my parents, but also just to uh, go to the convention. And I had a blast and I felt like I was just doing everything. But now it seems like things have kind of stood still for me with the summer here. And, um, you know, COVID numbers, they might be going down a little bit, but there's that whole BA variant that's going around that is, like, even more highly contagious than Omicron. Yeah. And I'm like... I don't want to catch it. You know, I still don't want to it's catch true. COVID. Like I'm just trying to trying to be safe and stay healthy and do all those things. But the other part of me is like, dude, like we got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. I know. <laughs> Let's go travel. It's, it's, it's like a weird uh, balance right now. And just, yeah. and another thing is a tricky thing is you don't want to get another booster until you know that the booster has the BA variant. You know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like, um, uh, it's like, you don't want to lose time, but also safety. So it's it's yeah. just striking that balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of tough to gauge that as well sometimes. Yeah. My traveling in fall is definitely going to die down because I have a lot of fall weddings to attend of friends. Yo, and, me too. <laughs> and it beca- you know how... so. Because everyone postponed their wedding, they're all having it this year. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're like, it's been two years. We just got to go. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And so I'm really like, I'm really settling down and I'm not really not going to do any traveling except for weddings. So I'm just taking it easy so that I don't get sick before the wedding. Because obviously, you know, mm. don't want to get anyone sick and I don't want to go if I'm sick and obviously don't want COVID. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Two Honestly, I'm having a really good 2022 so far. 
Me too. I think so as well. I'm genuinely and having a very good year. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And I'm happy too. to hear that for you too. Thanks. It's like, I'm happy we're both having a good year because I feel like, <laughs> you know, we've had a kind of like a, a drudge in the past couple of years and, and not just because of the pandemic, just because overall mental health and true. There's the want, the want to do more and to see more. And I don't know. I feel like, I just feel like it's finally our time. It is. <laughs> To go it on is. And do shit. It really is. And guess what, Jeremy? We're thirty. So yeah, we're thirty. And honestly, year thirty is one of the best years I've had so far. Same. Yeah. It's been I'm... it's been interesting. It's been different. And I I feel like I'm definitely changing as a person and learning new things about myself and coming to re- coming to realize certain things about myself as well. So it's been good. It's been fun. Totally. So totally. I think we talked about being part of a Valorant tournament the last you time. You did? Yeah. So what What was the conclusion of that? So we won our first matches against another team, and then we got put against a second team, uh, and we de- we got destroyed because they were, they were just way above our ELO. Um, but that's fine. We we had fun, and that lit a fire underneath me to want to continue that mean? playing more. What was that? What does that mean? Um, lighting a lighting a fire under me. Oh, um, like the other team was under. Oh, Elo. It's like yeah. Uh, Elo is like your level. Like it's um, how do I? What is the word? Elo means like it's a hidden stat in in a competitive game. Um, uh, what does it stand for? It's an acronym meaning uh something. Uh, I think it was uh, the name of a dude or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, like it's it's a it's a like a hidden stat where when you let's say you, you queue up in a competitive game for the first time, right? The game will kind of track what you're how you play and kind of like see how well you do after each match just by your numbers um, post match. Depending on the game, obviously, all games are different when it comes to Elo, and then it will like. And for the next few matches, it'll like try to pair you with other people who are of similar skill level so that you're playing against somebody that's like in the similar skill range as you so that you're not killing a bunch of people over and over again that you know that you're better against or just dying a bunch against people who are better than you. For um, sure. So that's what ELO is. Got um, it. Got it. Uh, yeah. And so the team we were playing against, um, uh, they were like – so. In in Valorant, um, uh, the ELO is the, like similar to, or sorry, the ranking system is similar to Counter-Strike where they're like, you start at the very, you start at like iron, which is uh, at the very bottom, then silver, then it's uh, bronze, then silver, then gold, and then it's like platinum, then diamond, and then it just keep, keeps going up from there. And by the time that you're like platinum, you're like you're already like at the, like the top or almost at the top percentage of uh, players that play Valorant. So right now I am silver one, okay. <laughs> which is not that high, but I'm pretty proud of it. And yeah. um, I've been playing with my friends who are gold one, gold two, gold three ish. And they, we get like into some really sweaty lobbies, but we do really well against them. And I would like to thank like them for uh, training us and like 
shaping us up to be part of the tournament. So once the tournament started, uh, the team that we were playing against, they were of a lower elo than us. And we could tell just by the way that they did things and how they coordinated things. And we were much more coordinated and we had much better synergy. But then the, the team we played after that, they they were just better at the game overall. And there's nothing that we could do against it. Like we had, we would have to had played the game for years or like, you know, hours upon hours every day to play that game. For but sure. But we didn't. Yeah, we were only practicing like two, three hours a week. Or no, I'm sorry, two, three hours, um, or more like six to seven hours a week. And, you know, that isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things, but it definitely helps when you're not familiar with the game. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a professional, but I did start playing a little bit at the end of 2020 slash most of 2021 and then like a lot of recently. And yeah, so the, um, yeah, the game, uh, Oh, the tournament, I should say, started pretty well for us, then ended really badly, but we were all inspired to keep going and playing together, so um, I've been streaming that a lot and playing and trying to get my rank up, but also just enjoying playing games with friends and having a great time. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, and I think that's the most important part, right, is like, we weren't all sad when the tournament ended and we lost. We were all just like, hey, we did a great job, we did the best we could, and you know, that's this is what happened. It's all good. It's a great attitude. Exactly, yeah. And we were still friends with the people that we played against uh, on both sides. Um, the team that we beat, but also the team that we lost against. They're like I literally played Valorant yesterday with one of the guys who was on the team that we played against and we lost to. Um, and he's a really cool guy. Like, you know, everyone's really cool and chill at the end of the day and there's no bad blood between anybody. I hope so. At least <laughs> on my team, there's no bad blood with anybody else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, the tournament is all for fun. Like, there's no cash prize. Like, the, the, my buddy set it up. He's actually, my buddy that set it up is actually, he was a guest on the podcast a couple times. His name is Daniel, and he's been on here. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's the one that set it up. So it was really fun for him to reach out to us and to be like, hey, do you want to be part of this tournament? So we joined. And, uh, yeah, for uh, the past few weeks now, I've been playing a lot of Valorant. I've <laughs> spent way too much money on skins in the game. Um, coming up with fun strategies with friends has always been great. Um, been frustrated at the game, been happy with the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those games that I feel like brings a lot of camaraderie between people. And it's something I really enjoy when playing, um, this game. So that's great. Uh, been just been playing a lot of Valorant. That's all. I'm glad you had an <laughs> awesome time. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, you're still playing it. So it's true maybe yeah. next time we talk you'll be gold who knows oh god you know what that would be interesting <laughs> it'll take a couple weeks i'm like hey i'm gold now lisa you're like oh well, I was hey fast. <laughs> see 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 <laughs> honestly like my goal in valorant is just to get to gold just to be like hey i got to gold hey, all right no you more did it. you did it yeah i did it <laughs> let's not play this game anymore no i'm just kidding i'll keep playing the game <laughs> but there's this there's so there's two modes in valorant that are the main kind of modes the flagship mode if you will one is called competitive or comp for short which is where you get your rank up and then the other one's unrated where you don't need to have a rank and you anybody can play you can have you don't know what anyone's rank is they're just playing against each other um and uh yeah it, it's kind of fun that way too because like you can get a team that will destroy you or you can destroy the other team <laughs> um <laughs> for so sure. it's kind of yeah it's kind of a crapshoot but it's pretty fun Yes. I, I really like Valorant. Uh, there's a Filipina character that was added not too long ago, so it's kind of cool getting some representation within the game. And she like cool. makes references to like Adobo, and like she says some Tagalog words, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's ac that's actually pretty cool. Um, Tekken has a Filipino character as well. Oh, and then her style is um, 
a, a little bit influenced by Eskrima, and Eskrima is a um, is a uh, Philippine martial art. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Very so cool. I'm all I'm all about representation for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The only major update I have is that I am almost done with Fire Emblem Three Houses. Such a fantastic game. I'm I would you know. You know how you play games and sometimes you wish you played it when the game came out? Yeah. Because then you have people to talk about it with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but I'm having a fantastic time. This is an excellent game. I, I really like this. And so I this weekend, I am going to purchase Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just to have a new JRPG to play. Hey. And also the trailers looked interesting to me. So um, it was between... It was between um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and then Shin Megami Tensei 5, of which one I was going to play. And I and uh, Shin Megami is an Atlas game, so Persona. And mm-hmm. I was going to get that, but I opted for Xenoblade Chronicles, at least for now. And, you know, I uh, most likely I will, pl- I will play Shin Megami Tensei 5 at some point, but it'll, pr- it'll be after Xenoblade Chronicles for sure. have quite a bit of news and not only do we have a quite a bit of news it's fresh news that we're talking about and it's not like great. new it's not like news that happened two weeks ago and jeremy and i just weren't able to talk it's like this news actually is happening this week which is mm. strike while the iron is hot and oh, guess yeah. what jeremy we have yakuza news yeah finally some word about yakuza 8 yes in kind of in a very indirect but a funny way that this all came to be. Right. It was a YouTuber who was like given a tour of Ryuga Gotoku Studios, right? Yes. And they like filmed some like behind the scenes footage of a cutscene in a Yakuza 8 like engine in the Yakuza Yakuza 8 engine on a, like a dev's monitor and it was like Ichi with his hair back and a ponytail, and then among yes. other things. Yes. Adachi and Nanba are also there, so at least you know those three characters are back. Right. Sporting their typical looks. I think Ichi yeah. right now is the only one that doesn't have the same look as them. Yes. The original and looks, I mean. So I was looking up some translations on Gamatsu of uh, what was going on. So the you, the vlogger was a martial artist uh Asakura Mikuru and so he toured the studio and he t- he talked to the Sega president and the Ryugaga Toku president so he talked to both of them they walk around and then they he captures the footage of the person the developer working on Yakuza 8 and then at some point in the vlog they also ask if this um Asakura guy is interested in being in the game and he says yes ah and so and so they do also in the vlog it was pretty cool because they're doing um the facial recognition not facial recognition you know facial 3d scan for him Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so we'll post the youtube video and the links it is in japanese so you have to look up the article about it to just to know what the context of what's going on but yeah we now know that yak we knew that Yakuza 8 was in progress because they announced it last year, but now we know that 
yeah, still still being worked on. And that's right. Something to look forward to. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And for people who are new to this podcast that don't understand Yakuza and how much we like the game, let me offer you something. Because when this podcast comes out on Monday, Jeremy, Monday is August 1st. Mm-hmm. Yakuza is going to be available on PlayStation Plus. And in the month of in the month of August, it's going to be Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is a- aka Yakuza 7. Is what? all is all coming to Dis- um I was going to say Disney Plus. Disney oh Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if it, all those came to games came to Disney Plus, I'd be like, imagine? "Whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine?" Disney, what are you doing? <laughs> That would be amazing if if they ever reached that level. Right? But yeah. honestly, like what better way to continue the summer vibes in August with Hot yes. Boy Summer? Exactly. And, and all the like Kiryu Hot Boy Summer. Ichi Hot Boy Summer. Like are, are the judgment games involved as well or is it just all Yakuza? So, unfortunately, it's only the mainline games and when I I defining the mainline games meaning it's a Yakuza branded game. Got it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, still, it's still hot boy summer, regardless. Yeah, still, I mean, it's still a hot now. boy summer. Oh my gosh, my- people! It's it's exactly. always a hot boy summer, and <laughs> yeah. You know, and so currently in August, uh, just to read this out, so Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami Two. These are three games um, that involve the original protagonist Kiryu and the original protagon- protagonist protagonist. Um, um, Majima. So these are coming out on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium, all three of these games. And then Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the new protagonist Ichiban, and that is what Yakuza 8 is going to be based off of. Mm. So Yakuza Like a Dragon is coming to Essential Extra and Premium, so all three of them. Wow. Yes. And so pretty much you can start the Ichiban series and you can start the Kiryu series. <laughs> like if right. you haven't yet and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have. And if you haven't, then it's time to start. And later in the year, Yakuza four remastered Yakuza five remastered and Yakuza six song of life are going to be released on PlayStation plus. Wow. There you go. Yep. There you go. You're oh my set. God. You're Yakuza set. F- if you <sighs> You're set if you have PlayStation Plus. Yakuza 5 is such a good game. Like It's so good. <laughs> it's like I thought like everyone thought it was going to be the final game in the series, which you know, it kind of feels like that because it, it's like it's so big. It's a massive game. The epic game. nature of 5 cities makes it that way. Right? And then, you know, 6 comes around and they're like, "Okay, this is pretty epic." But like like it's I thought 6 is a really good epilogue to 5. I thought I really felt like 5 could be, could have been the end of the of the series. And that and yeah. I would have been okay with that. But I feel like 6 was very much needed just to have closure for a lot of things and Yeah, cuz you need um, cuz yeah, and and Yakuza 6 was a very Haruka Haruka and Kiryu focused storyline, right. which right, needed. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, man. the The rhythm games in five, though, I, 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 at least I oh knew, I knew you were, I knew that Haruka's section was going to be yours because of all the rhythm games. Jeremy. I was like, this is Elisa's thing right here. Jeremy. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Like Yakuza, it's oh so my god, good. Yakuza Five is so good, and it's so good. I have a buddy right now who was like, "Hey, I bought all the Yakuza games from the Steam Summer Sale." I think I'm thinking about you starting better. with seven. You He's like, better. I'm thinking about starting with seven because it's JRPG. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. Like, 
like you can start with seven. I, I will say this now, like, you know, Elisa and I are huge fans of Yakuza, and I think that you know you could start with you could start with seven, and because it, it does have a new character, but there yes. are still a lot of story beats yes. that will be confusing. And I feel there's like Easter it, eggs. There's exactly. Easter eggs. Oh my in god, Yakuza seven, huge Easter eggs, yeah. and I feel like they won't be appreciated as much if you didn't play every single game before. Then, like, yeah, I have to, you, unfortunately, you have to play every single one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like obviously, we want you to start with zero, but. If you had one game to play and you were prepping for eight and you had nothing else to play, then obviously we would suggest like a dragon, a.k.a. Yakuza 7. But if you have all the time in the world, start with Yakuza 0 and then build your way up until Yakuza 8 comes out next year and then play Yakuza 8. Yeah. So my buddy, I told my buddy that I literally told him, like, dude, you need to start with zero. Like, it's got like 80s vibes. Like, yes. Like, I honestly, because you get to kind of see the evolution of the engine as well. Although, you know, two is kind of an outlier because it's the remake and you're it's using the dragon engine. Then you go I back do to love the original. Kiwami 2, though. Kiwami oh, 2 is that's such a, a that's, fantastic. That's a good remake. Oh, <laughs> that whole Osaka Castle segment. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is, that was wild. Um, but yeah, so he's going to start streaming Yakuza 0 this coming weekend. I'm like, bro, I need to watch you so I can just oh, feel like not amazing. backseat drive. Yeah, not to backseat drive him, but more of just like to enjoy it and like kind of rediscover everything. And yes. um, he's actually somebody that I've been wanting to have on here with you. It's uh, my buddy JP who, oh, you've who has been on here. Yes. Yeah, he's a huge Disney fan and I would okay. love to put both of you in a room together just to nerd out over everything. So- soon. soon enough. Soon, soon, enough. soon, soon. Like actually, like I, like I mentioned, this is the this is the season where I'm actually mellowing out because I have to attend a bunch of weddings. So. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Okay. Yes, but get hyped if you obviously Yakuza Eight coming out soon. Get ready for it. And if you've never played Yakuza before, there you now have no excuse if you have PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And that's it. That, that's all with the Yakuza updates. We will keep you informed as we learn more news about Yakuza 8 and more is revealed. Also, Jeremy, we have to do our spoiler cast on Lost Judgment. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah. I to- I I finished it. And yeah, we should definitely talk about it. I, I need to revisit the game because I still haven't played the Kaito files yet. And that's something I'm... Oh, okay. And I played the do. Kaito files. Yeah. Okay. I'll, let me do that first and then we can do the spoiler okay, cast. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Ka- yes. Kaito Files is is um is is pretty much the same length as a uh, the Yakuza Kiwami two Majima storyline. So pretty uh, pretty okay. quick hit. So, but but still a great a great storyline. <laughs> very entertaining. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm yes. I'm looking forward to eight. Like the screenshots look great, and looking forward to all the people that can finally play the Yakuza games via playstation plus exactly the next set of news i have is some new information regarding grand theft auto 6 and so uh jason schreier is a video game writer and he's dropped some pretty big news on bloomberg which is a business website but i guess that jason schreier talks video games on bloomberg so he's dropped some pretty interesting news about grand theft auto and kotor this past week like i i honestly think it happened like yesterday and monday so Mm. (laughs) um so we'll start off with grand theft auto 6 so grand theft auto 6 there was a whole article where okay first let's let's start off by this so the grand theft auto 
article starts off really with Jason Schreier talking about Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar Entertainment and how they're trying to make amends with who they were and their work environment in the past and how they're trying to reinvent themselves with Grand Theft Auto 6, how they're trying to do all of these things to be more inclusive, to fix their crunch, to fix the discrimination that happened in their workforce in the past, etc., etc. That being said, there has not been a major report yet regarding Rockstar and Take-Two Interactive. I would say that they were, I think they did talk about crunch with with Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption 2. I do remember that happening, but in general, the the um most majority of the news regarding workplace culture usually has not happened from Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar. So it's like Jeremy, I'm not even kidding. It's like, it's as if the article first gets ahead and just like, yeah, so we've, we've made mistakes before, but we have Grand Theft Auto 6 and we're going to fix it. <laughs> okay. Like, I kid you not. Like, that you is basically. can't make basic, that shit up. That's That crazy. is the premise of the article. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they, and then that after that, that's when they reveal the actual Grand Theft Auto 6 news. So Grand Theft Auto 6 originally was called Project Americas. Um, sorry, like the code name's Project Americas, not not Grand Theft Auto 6 Project Americas. Right, the code right. name's Project Americas. And the original plan was it was going to span North and South America. Hmm. And now they uh Due to the pandemic and just a lot of things that happened in the last few years, they've cut that down. And now Grand Theft Auto 6 is going back to Vice City. It's going back to Miami. I heard that you can like travel between Miami and like South America. That so that's so that is where it adds this next part. So Rockstar, the way that they're going to roll out the different cities that you can visit, they're going to expand the game after releasing the game. So it's like they're going to add more cities that you can visit as like DLC, Yo. all of these different things. So it's like, for example, like say you can visit, Bra- I, I'm just saying Brazil. I Don't quote me on this. We don't know if they're going to Brazil, but say like Brazil's one of the cities. It might not be in the original storyline, but they will release they will release a DLC or some sort of thing in the future, like maybe in like a year or so. And then you would be able to fly to Brazil and you and your characters can do all the Brazil missions and whatnot. So that's the, so that's the ambition that they currently have for this Grand Theft Auto six game. Huh? Yeah. And wild. Yes. So I think that the base is going to be vice city and Miami. And then where they visit in the main storyline is like, has not been revealed, but at least we know that it can be between North and South America. That's interesting. Yeah. And then more to come if they really do this rollout plan of just having different cities updated every time. And Jeremy, like legit, if they do this strategy, it's what's interesting about the strategy is they honestly don't even really need to have Grand Theft Auto 7 anymore if they do a rollout like this. Yeah. Where they they just, just, yeah. Where you just add a random city every six months. But, you know, they're going to find some way. Like, 
Because the engine will get old and people will get tired of the game. Well, yes. I say that now, but then people are still playing GTA Online and GTA. I'm 4. tired of the game. Give me, <laughs> give me a new one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, there's only so much you can do in GTA Five before you're like, okay, I've seen L- virtual LA how many times now? Like, I need yeah, more. You know, exactly. And like, it'd be cool to go back to San Fierro, which is their version of San Francisco. I'd love to see that. <laughs> and Las Venturas, which is Las Vegas. Yeah, wow. Like, I want to see cool. other cities oh, for sure. Yeah. So here's to hoping that it's bigger, better, but in the right ways and not the ways that kind of make the game stale. Exactly. My prediction is eventually when we do have Grand Theft Auto 7, it's going to like take longer to get there. 20 plus years, probably, because they're just going to be milking Grand Theft Auto 6. Or, sorry, I'd say 20 plus years. That's I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, everyone. Really, until the next like console and a half. <laughs> Yeah, my guess. No, that makes sense. I feel like, yeah, yeah 20 years is too yeah. long. There's going to yeah, be like years. at least two other consoles in that time yeah. period for yeah. sure. At least like 10 years. 10 years makes more sense. Years, so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the last piece is that the idea of the storyline is it's going to be kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde couple. And you're going to be playing with two protagonists. And they really emphasize that one of the protagonists is going to be a female protagonist, the very first female character, playable character for um, main storyline of Grand Theft Auto. And hmm. uh, it, it's a Latina female protagonist. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's different and new. Yeah, it is different and new. Like, Bonnie and Clyde are a couple, right? Yeah, they're lovers. Yeah. So... So instead of instead of all the random like side stories that you have, it's just like the couples right there. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's all of the news released so far for Grand Theft Auto Six. Cool, cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. And then Jason Schreier releases another article. This one was interesting. So. It it would shorter than the Grand Theft Auto and uh, Take Two interactive Rockstar article. So he talks about Kotor, which is a acronym for Knights of the Old Republic, a very old game that came out two thousands. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Early two thousands ish. Yes. And so there's been like we've talked about it before. There is going to be a remake of it, and. The remake is on hold indefinitely. And oh, no. Yeah. It's delayed by the developer, which is Asper Media. And so this is what happened. This is what the report is. So they have a demo of the game now. And they presented the demo to Lucasfilm and Sony. And both studios did not like it. Oh, no. And so they told them they had to... Um, basically rethink the concept, do everything, like fix whatever they have. And then Asper Media fired their art director and design director who was working on KOTOR after the demo was released. And then I think they even, there's even an announcement, if not an announcement, it was in the article by Schreier that Asper Media is now working on rehiring. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so that's happening. That's too bad. I know. And I I like there there isn't any more detail beyond that. Like that's all they reported. But kind of unfortunate that 
because I was actually excited for it. I was looking forward to playing it because I I had not played the original. I've just watched people play it and watched mm. my cousins play it. And yeah. so I wanted to actually play this myself just because I think the, you know, the the concept of Knights of the Old Republic is really cool. So it's unfortunate that it is being delayed. And so basically expect the unexpected Meaning this is probably going to come out in like four years now. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. Damn. I know. Well, all we can do is sit back and wait, right? That's all we yep. can do. Sit back, wait, and wave. Mm-hmm. And when it finally comes, you can be like, oh, yeah, it's here. And then it comes here. And what if we're, like, super disappointed, though? Like, oh, fuck, yeah, exactly. this game sucks. Exactly. Everyone <laughs> just needs to lower their expectations. Honestly, yeah. I feel and like... everything will be okay. <laughs> right? Because if you want that old-style gameplay with this new game visuals, it's not going to work. Like, it's still outdated. But Absolutely. If, yeah. But if you're thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, you know, what Respawn did with, uh, with their game, like, nah, it's not going to be like that either. Yeah. It's not. Now, I wonder... So, because it said that Sony was one of the studios that watched it and did not like it, so I guess it was going to be a Sony exclusive. Oh, which I was, Which I was... That's that's what my guess was, just by reading the article. Right. Yeah. Right. So, a lot of pressure then for Sony to release uh, a good game for this. But yeah, more to come. We'll see what happens. And then the last set of news I have is just Sims 4. Sims 4 will have a new expansion pack called the High School Years. And it's uh, just targeting like the teen years. And there's a lot of stuff from the Sims 3 generations. That's basically what this is. It's going to introduce whims for and, and just uh, being able to appease those and then to conquer fears, etc. And that is coming out tomorrow. So by the hey. time you listen to this podcast, it'll be out already. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any news, Jeremy? No, um, I didn't really have anything. I think you covered all the main things. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, for doing all the research and looking those up. And seriously, this all happened this week. We're not behind this time. Hey, <laughs> so as go. of the recording of this podcast, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Ladies go and gentlemen, us. we got it. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, we have some questions. And so both of these questions come from Dave97. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can read one if you want to read the other, Alisa. Yes. So you can read the first one. All right. So thanks again, Dave. And it says, or Dave asks, it was announced that E3 is coming back in 2023 under new management. What are your thoughts on E3? Is it still necessary in a post Nintendo Direct Sony State of Play world? Thank you so, for your question, Dave. Hmm, this yes. is an interesting one. Go so, ahead, Lisa. I have some thoughts on this. I think that the of uh, uh, that the um, I think that the success of packs and just people still attending packs around the United States has shown that people still want to congregate and just play games, look at game demos and everything. And people, and especially because now people are craving 
seeing each other. No, first of all, not everyone wants to see each other, just to clarify. <laughs> some let's pe- be real. <laughs> but let's be real. Not everyone wants to see each other, but some people do. And I think it would be it would be a missed opportunity to not milk on that. And a lot right. and clearly like a lot of these conferences like Comic-Con, uh, Anime Expo, people still want to attend cons. So, I think that what E3 needs to do is you pivot this not to, you know, ob- you make contracts and deals with some video game companies as you normally do to host stuff. There might be a Nintendo and Sony state of play and you know like it is what it is. But I think that there we and we've talked about this before. There's there would be a bunch of companies still willing to post up, right, and kind of host stuff. And E3, what they need to do is they just need to pivot it more as a video game con than I think this overarching like oh like we're gonna have like all these like all these like Nintendo Sony are here and the thing is they might like they might be there just to have their booth but they might not have news there and i think that's okay too if they don't but i i think it's totally possible because people do want to congregate it's just the strategy of why we're congregating has to be different and then probably what e3 needs to do is they need to secure some contracts so that they can have exclusive announcements during their next e3 in 2023 yeah totally agree there yeah. I think I think the concept of E3 is really cool like being able to walk amongst developers, chat with them directly even, play games live. Like I think all that is really cool, but as far as like announcements, I feel like yeah, I think Sony and Nintendo wised up and they were like, "Listen, we could just do we can edit all our videos and people can rewatch it at all times." Like of course like you can release yes. the trailer, but and um have that be played uh as many times as you want, but I don't know. I feel like there's something special about E3 and like the legacy it has, but also how it kind of fails to adapt to what people want now and the new environment that this world is in and how much that we take for granted, like the Internet and how much it can how much information can spread like wildfire. So I agree with everything Elisa says or said. And, uh, you know, I I don't think it's entirely necessary. I think a trade, I think it should come after announcements. Like if anything, E3 should be the place that you can, it should be like an amusement park almost where you can sit down and play your favorite games, chat with the developers about the game. Um, Mm -hmm. And even just like, not necessarily about announcements, but like, yeah, if Elisa said like, maybe certain developers can have announcements like Devolver Digital, for example, could have some big announcements there. Yes. Yeah, for the most part, I feel like the big three, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, don't really need to have a presence at E3, and that E3 should be regulated for, like, maybe more indie games. And I know, like, PAX is a thing, and there's a lot more places you can find indie games, but E3 has such a huge reputation as a video game convention and just meeting center for things. It's kind of hard to go to do away with it completely. I understand that, but if they can't adapt to the modern world then it's not going to work out for them. I know that there was some talk about them trying to get celebrities more involved after the positive reception from, like, um, Keanu Reeves. But, like, no. Like, honestly, unless the celebrity is, like, super into video games, like Jimmy Fallon, for example, then I don't think anyone should be involved as far as, like, like just, like, trying to show off a game. Unless they're obviously in the game, then that's kind of a different story. But as representing the game itself or the developer themselves, then... I don't know. Celebrities just seem like a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's it. If the 
if there's panels, you know, just interviews and fun stuff, I, you know, I want to hear from the voice actors of the characters. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to hear from random celebrities who play it. Like, I think for, if you pivot some of the panels and guest speakers to just be voice actors, oh, like I would, that would be awesome. Like people go to AX and people go to Comic-Con just to hear from voice actors. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with that either. So I pivoting, pivoting that in that direction, I think can totally work. As well as I think if E3 hosted a tournament of some sort, I think that would also be cool. I don't know what they would host because Nintendo's like anal about their tournaments now. <laughs> but oh God, yeah. but like if they teamed up with like if they like had a partnership with like EVO or like you know like just just like if they if they hosted a tournament, I think that would also be cool. You know, or like, or, or some sort of, uh, um, some sort of like e gaming thing probably would be successful too. But yeah, I think, I actually think it's very possible to pivot E3 to something different, not for announcements, but just for people to congregate because they like games. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And then the last question is, since it's been a while, I also have a Yakuza-related question, which is perfect because we're talking about Yakuza in this podcast. Yes. Which of the following hypothetical RGG spinoffs would you like to see the most? Number one, a compilation that compiles all the rhythm minigames from throughout the series, karaoke, disco, etc. Number two... A non-linear romance visual novel featuring all the Yakuza and Judgment characters. Or three, <laughs> a WarioWare-style minigame compilation that features Majima as the game maker. He's using, he's using Tojo Clan money because he's Majima. <laughs> <laughs> and then love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, as always, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Seriously. Yes. Asking really good questions here. Yes. Um, okay. I have my answer. Uh, okay. I, you go first. Okay, okay. As as fun as a romance novel would be, I think that <laughs> there's a there's definitely an audience for it. Um I, I don't think it's me. Like I think the concept is hilarious. There is a officially the the uh behavior the developers of Dead by Daylight announced that they're working with a studio, the studio that created um uh, the Colonel Sanders dating sim uh, to create what? a Dead by Daylight I'm dating sorry, what? sim. <laughs> yes, I'm not joking. Where you can date some of the, like, four of the killers from the game. Um, and, you know, like, of course, there's a lot of people that are like, oh. oh, my God, we can finally do it. And, like, that's cool because, like, you know, like, you make anything, right? People are going to thirst after it. People are going to have some kind of sexual opinion about some of the characters in, in, your, in, your, uh, in your game or movie or whatever. Um, but I feel like, you know... I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of dating sims. I think the concept is fun and interesting and funny. I maybe I just haven't played one all the way through to have a, a good opinion on it. Um, but I, I'm kind of least excited. Um, I'm not excited as for that uh, regard in regards to the other ones. Um, the WarriorWare style mini game is interesting. Um, uh, but um, hmm. You know, if the WarioWare style minigame compilation featured every single minigame, not just rhythm games, then I would probably be interested in playing it. And it seems kind of funny um, if they ripped off WarioWare, especially with Majima as the character. 
but oh my god <laughs> yeah i would actually be really hyped for the rhythm game compilation mini games because i really like karaoke <laughs> the karaoke mini game is really fun um and like you know all the <laughs> mini games in the yakuza games are awesome especially like the quote-unquote emulators for like outrun uh, and space harrier and the claw games are really great um but uh i don't know there's just something special about the rhythm games i i'm not a really big rhythm game fan i have to say but the rhythm games in yakuza man they're so fun there's something else alisa what about you this is a really deep cut and i don't even you see this is how pissed i was i don't even remember the game before but remember that one time i bought a this is a very, very deep cut, I think, like, from years ago, like, five okay. years ago. So, wow. I, and I'll, I'll just remind you in case you don't remember, Jeremy. Yeah. I bought a romance visual novel thinking that it was a JRPG and then finding out is it was a romance visual novel. And then I finished it just because I bought it. And I was like, Jesus, I spent, like, $10 on this. I should finish it. And I was, like, so pissed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. God, I can't believe this is happening right now. Okay, okay. And it was actually, like, it was, like, I I did not like that game. Mm. It was so cheesy, and it was so um, opposite of Shonen. What's the opposite of Shonen? Oh, uh, Shoujo. Shoujo, yeah. And it, I was just, like, these character decisions make no sense. Yeah. Why? Oh, and actually, okay, I remember why. So I remember why I was so pissed, Jeremy. The reason is because the first, so I you choose between four guys and you choose one of the storylines. Oh, I remember this. I Vaguely, yeah. vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just chose one storyline. And guess what? The first storyline I chose, at the end, the girl gets locked up in the guy's room and he keeps her Stockholm syndrome style for the for the rest of her life, and that was the end of the storyline. Oh right! And I was like, yeah. "What? What is happening? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, weird, what? rapey story? Yes. Yeah. Why? Why is this happening right now? I was so pissed. And <laughs> and if there, if a romance visual novel existed with all of the Yakuza judgment characters, it better not have that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was it was so frustrating um i feel like if you had like a very um if you had like a light-hearted if you had a light-hearted um visual novel that's much more um kind of like you know um Okay, the best way I could describe it is, like, kind of similar vibe. I've never seen this anime, but, like, I've seen all the memes to it. But, like, similar vibes to Oran High School, mm. which is basically, like, there's, like, this meme, kiss, kiss, fall in love. And it's, like, so super, like, campy and cheesy. If we went in that romance visual novel direction, that's the type of vibe I want. I don't want, like, a serious um, drama. I want something that's more stupid and lighthearted. But... Yeah. Yeah. The answer to my question, all of this to say, the answer to my question is, of course, number one, <laughs> to, to, yeah, have, yeah. to have all the rhythm minigames compiled because that I you best believe I'm 100 percenting that trophy and yep. I and karaoke disco. 
Oh, and of course, cheerleading. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely on that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that being said, man, Judgment really needs a karaoke game. Like, or or just like they need to bring karaoke back somehow with Judgment or incorporate it. Maybe someone needs to be a singer in that group. Maybe Kaito's the singer, but <laughs> it's okay. It's it's okay if Yagami's not the singer, but maybe make Kaito the singer or something. I I, I really miss Bakamitai. So. Me too, Elisa. <laughs> it's a it, honestly, it's a crime that that song is not in the game. Yeah, it, and I don't ba- know why. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> Bakamitai slaps so hard, and I just want it back in Judgment somehow yeah. figure it out figure it out like yeah the next time i play a judgment game it better have that so yeah. i'm gonna write a stern letter exactly to Ryuga gotoku studios i don't know who's in charge now but whoever's yes. in charge i'll be like yo where is my baka mitai i need to mitai that baka right now <laughs> <laughs> exactly please. please thank you Signed. <laughs> yeah so i thank you for the questions dave seriously yes. thank you so questions. much thank you as always dave yeah so where can people submit questions if they want them elisa so you can there's a lot of ways to reach out to us we we have an email contact at downtime.live you can just send an email directly to us we do have a website downtime.live and we have a form which you can fill that out also on the website and in the show notes, we have a Discord. This would be the best way to contact us. So click the link for the Discord. Join us. Talk about games. We talk about like a bunch of things. And then you can ans- you can ask questions there. We also have a Twitter. You can ask us questions there. And any sort of platform where we have the podcast and you can ask a comment or post anything, we will read it out. So that means YouTube. Podbean, Stitcher, etc. If you post a comment, we'll read it. And also, if you have a Apple podcast review, write us a review and we'll read it on the podcast. And on top of that, just wanted to say that we are available on Stitcher, Podbean, Google, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And more, probably, that I can't think of right now. <laughs> there's a but lot. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> we're available everywhere. So, yes. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Downtime Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Jeremy. Yeah, always a pleasure to be here. We'll be back again soon, folks. Yes, back again soon. And have a good night. Take care.